Good evening. Tonight's reading is from Mark chapter 7, verses 31 to 37. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon, down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the, of the Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spat and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loosed, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. I'm Gemma. I work here on staff and I lead our children's ministry. Hope you are well this evening. We are back into Mark's gospel. We've had a couple of weeks off, but we're back with Mark. Mark's gospel is the shortest of the four gospels, and it's probably the gospel that was written first. This means that some of Mark's stories are slightly strange. When I got this passage and I read it and I thought, oh, this is great preaching, you know, I'm sure Dave picked a really nice passage for me to preach on. I read it through and I didn't think that. I thought, this is so strange. And I was in the office and I said to Emily, who I work with, I was like, do you have any idea on what this is about? Because it's just so strange. So I started to read around what this might be about, and I came across some thinking of Tom Wright, who is a theologian and um, is a professor up in St. Andrews. And he's written a book called How God Became King. And basically, his pre the premise of that book is that every story, every healing, Every event that happens in the Gospels is pointing us to the kingdom. Everything that is recorded in the four Gospels is pointing us to what the kingdom of God looks like, what the kingdom of God feels like, what the kingdom of God is all about. And this helped me. This helped me to think about this passage and not just pretend I was ill to make somebody else preach on it. And hopefully it helps us tonight as we think about what this rather strange passage is all about. The kingdom of God. I've tried try in bold and capitals to say the Lord's Prayer every morning. And I'm always struck by the line, your kingdom come. And over the last couple of months as I've been doing this, I kind of pause at that and think about what does that, what does that look like? For me, it, as I go into my days, as I go into my conversations, into my meetings, into my meals, into my text messages, what does God's kingdom coming look like? What, as I say that, what is maybe you've prayed that before? What does that look like for you in your life? 
And I want to just, before we dive in and I speak some more about this, I want us to just pause and just take a moment to mull over that question. Maybe you want to just say that, your kingdom come. Let's just take a few minutes, just wonder, what does God's kingdom coming look like, feel like, sound like? your kingdom come. Lord, that is our prayer. Our prayer is that your kingdom comes. But tonight, our deeper prayer is that you give us an insight on what this kingdom looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like. Help us to take from this time what you want us to take. Speak into our hearts and our lives and our souls so that we can be people that are transformed. Amen. So, the kingdom of God. I think as I read this and took that lens that Tom Wright was saying about everything pointing to the kingdom, I think this passage shows us two things. I think it shows us that God's kingdom is surprising and that God's kingdom spreads that when we see the work of the kingdom, it surprises us. And when we see the work of the kingdom, we can't help but tell other people about it. So let's look at the passage. Let's get into this rather fun passage. The first couple of verses I want to think about at the start, if you've got a Bible, I'm going to be just going through it and picking out because I actually think it's got some key things that we can take from it. So verse 31 to verse 35 of the passage we're going to look at first and see how this shows us that God's kingdom is surprising. Start with the journey Jesus takes. This journey is not a direct route. Jesus is meandering here. He is taking the long way round. He's not going direct to get this done. He's taking the long way round. It's as if we, you put into Google Maps, take me from Glasgow to Edinburgh, and then you say, oh no, I want to take the biggest detour, and then it takes you through like Perth or Dundee. It would just be strange. And there's no purpose for this. So as I read through, like, why is this? What is this trying to say to us? There is no purpose that we can find for Jesus taking the long way around. Surprising. Jesus, who had so much to do, had all these people to heal, takes the long way around. I think this is sometimes the way the kingdom works. It surprises us because it takes the long way around. I think the other thing that surprises us is the healing. So Jesus has healed before, and he's not put his fingers in people's mouths and spat on their tongues. But this time, this is what happened. This is pretty surprising. There's a guy who's deaf and mute. His friends bring him to Jesus. Jesus takes him to the side. He puts his fingers in his ears. He spits on his, he puts, Jesus puts his fingers in the guy's ears. 
And then he spits on his hand and puts that into the man's mouth. This is like, this is surprising. This is a surprising way for Jesus to heal. I think this shows us that this is surprisingly wonderful. I think it's surprisingly wonderful because sometimes the things that surprise us are wonderful. Sometimes the things that surprise us are the beautiful things in life, are the things in life that show us that life is creative and life is uncontrollable. And I think this is what Jesus is getting at here. Let's look at what happened. A deaf and mute man has been brought to Jesus by his friends. Being deaf and mute would mean that it's really hard to communicate, to be heard, to be seen. And this man has been brought to Jesus. He might not have understood why, why he's been brought. And then his friends begged Jesus to heal him. And Jesus takes him away, takes him out of the crowd. I think this is genius of Jesus. Because this is a really tender and compassionate thing that Jesus is doing. And as Jesus puts his fingers in the man's ears and spits on his tongue, he is showing him, he is communicating to this man that something is going to happen, that he sees that this man needs healing and he is going to meet that need. This is not some wacky magic show that he's performing. This is something that is tender, that is full of loving kindness. Jesus takes the man to the side and out of the crowd because Jesus wants the man's first voice that he hears when he's going to be healed to be Jesus' voice. This guy has never heard before. And Jesus wants for this man's first voice to be Jesus' voice. I was talking to a friend about preaching on this passage, and she was saying, oh, have you ever seen this film that the Huffington Post has done on people? They've recorded people who have um, heard for the first time. I was like, oh, no, I've not. And then she sent me the link, and I watched it, and I was in tears. It's really powerful. So I thought, so that we can all have a bit of a cry fest, I would show it. This is people hearing for the first time. Recording platform. First, first hearing aid. Are you ready? No. Oh. <laughs> this is the big moment here. She's going to hear something. We don't really know what. We're going to also have to push you in just a little bit. There you go. Now, technically, your device is on. <laughs> yeah. So, you hear it. Hey, I sound. You're hearing yourself now. Okay, Hi, <laughs> 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 
like an elderly munchkin, but do I sound like one then? <laughs> Good, isn't it? Imagine never heeding, and the first voice you hear is that of Jesus. That's what he was doing. He was taking him away. He was showing him that the first voice he was going to hear was the voice of God. It says in the Gospels that Jesus would just look at people and they would know that he loved them. Imagine him talking to you. Amazing, surprising. First read, this is kind of strange story, kind of strange events. But it's so surprising because Jesus is showing deep loving kindness to this guy. He's saying, I hear you, I see who you are. I see your need and I'm gonna meet it in a deep way. I'm gonna cover all the bases I'm going to show you what I'm going to do, and I'm going to heal you deeply. I'm going to groan. It says he gro Jesus groans, and people are saying his groan was a groan to say, I see your pain, and I know that. Jesus surprises us with what he does. The kingdom surprises us. When we see the works of the kingdom, it surprises us. It doesn't appear in places we think it's going to appear. It doesn't happen the way we think it's going to happen. He takes the long way round sometimes. In my role here at P's and G's, I work with children. And every Sunday, we, um, we have all our primary children, so our children who are 5 to 11 years old, together. And we start and we say to them, um, We've done this for a couple of years, and we pray for the top story in BBC World News. This is a real highlight for us. And sometimes it's really difficult because it can be awful events. And this Sunday after the Paris attacks a couple of years ago, um, Emily, who I work with, was doing this prayer with the children. And she said to them, what country? And they said France, and they prayed for it. And then she said... Where do you think God was? Where do you think God was? And a child's hand went up and um, they said, in the cafe, in the stadium. I think children see the works of the kingdom. They see that God surprises us. They see that the work of ki the kingdom is in places that are unexpected. 
Our passage shows us that the kingdom of God is marked by surprising us. I think it also shows us, and especially in the last couple of verses that we want to move on to, it shows us that it spreads. These verses, I'll I'll just read them for you. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. This happens a lot in Mark's gospel, is when Jesus tells people, don't tell anyone. I've healed you, but keep it a secret. Don't tell, don't tell, don't tell. And then people seem to tell. This is called the messianic secret. It's really interesting, loads of thoughts around it. Why Mark records the stories in this way and Jesus' ministry in this way is not clear. It's not clear why Jesus is saying this. There could be different purposes in it. But one of the commentators I was reading was saying that Jesus does this because he doesn't want his ministry, what he is saying, to leak out. He wants it to pour out. He doesn't want it to leak out, but he wants it to pour out. He wants his ministry and his authority and his kingdom and what he is saying to come out into people in a controlled way, in a way where people are able to accept it and hear it and for him to be able to go to the places he wants to go, not to be like we know what happened, to be taken and to be killed because people were afraid of what he was saying. But I think there's something in this. Then there's something in this of the pouring out of the message that when you see the surprising works of the kingdom, then you need to tell, then you need to share it. These people aren't followers of Jesus. These aren't people that maybe have seen Jesus working before. These are maybe just the crowd, but they see Jesus working, they see Jesus healing, they see a work of the kingdom, and they can't help but talk about it. The the words kept talking can also be translated as proclaiming. They were proclaiming. There was intentionality about what they were saying. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, do you see, like, Jesus, this, yeah, crowd, and then this man who had been deaf, like, he got healed. Yeah, but actually, let me tell you what's happening in my life. They were, like, proclaiming this. They were like, Jesus healed this man who was deaf, and now he can hear. This is amazing. This is what happens when we see the surprising work of the kingdom. We can't help but talk about it. And what they were saying is significant as well. He has done everything well. This can be seen in a similar way as Genesis 1, where God looks at creation and says, it is good, it is good, it is good. These people are seeing something bigger happening. They're seeing the work of the kingdom and they're saying it is good. He's saying he is doing all things well. 
That's what happens when we see the work of the kingdom. We get caught up in this bigger story of creation, this bigger story of God continuing to create now his kingdom here on earth. And when we look at it, we also say it is good. It is well. What is happening is good. So when the surprising work of the kingdom comes, it is always out of loving kindness. The surprising work is not this kind of creepy kind of, oh, I'm here to surprise you. It's always done in loving kindness. And when we tell about it, when we speak of the kingdom, it is always to say this is good. I am at a stage in life where I see lots of my friends very infrequently. And it can, I can go months and months without seeing some friends. And then we make a date and we get a coffee, get a lunch. You know, you do the like, oh, how are you doing, how are you doing? And then there's the question, how's life? And I'm like, I've not seen you in like four months. Lots of life has happened. So then I need to like muster up some stories to tell that are like my highlights from the four months. And they're always really random stories. I'm always like amazed at the stories I tell, the things that like come up at that moment. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about myself and I was thinking about what stories do I spread? Do I spread the stories of the kingdom that I see, the good works of God, or do I spread my holiday stories and my like, stories about how work is going? And these are all good stories to spread. We need to share our lives. But also, I want to be somebody who spreads the stories of God working in this world, the stories where I've been surprised by how God has worked in this world. The kingdom, the kingdom that people thought they were looking for was a kingdom that was completely different to the one that Jesus was talking about. The kingdom that people thought they were looking for was one that was full of power and authority that was going to rule and reign and come into Jerusalem. But what we got was a man who took a detour who took a man who was deaf and mute away from the crowd, put his fingers in his ears, spat in his mouth, healed him, and then told nobody to speak about it. When we see the kingdom, it is surprising. But that surprise is always out of loving kindness. And when we see the kingdom, it spreads. It t- we need to tell other people This kingdom is great. Jesus came not to come and rule and reign in this authoritarian power way. He came to rule and reign in a surprising way, full of loving kindness, covering all bases, showing individuals that he loves and cares for them and sees them. So maybe this week, we can all try Try, capitals, bold. Pray the Lord's Prayer. And maybe we want to pause when it says your kingdom come. 
And we want to ask. We want to ask God to surprise us. Surprise us with what he is doing on this earth. And maybe we want to ask him for words and stories to tell other people and opportunities to spread this good news, to spread what he is doing so that other people can hear the wonderful works of the kingdom. Amen.